Hey, hey, happy Wolad's Go Wednesday. Hope y'all are having a great week. If you've been listening to the recent podcast, we actually had Bindi Irwin on a few weeks ago because she was on my Facebook audio room. Now we have another Facebook audio room with an amazing couple that I get to share with you on this podcast platform. It's Cole and Savannah LeBrant. I'm sure you know about them, but if you don't, they're just a beautiful couple who loves the Lord, loves each other, loves to dance, and I was so excited to get to have a conversation. Christian actually joined me in this, so it's just fun to get to know another Christian couple who's fun and loves our kids and loves the Lord. So I can't wait for y'all to listen to this conversation. Also, since we had this conversation, they had a major life update. And so we didn't even talk about their pregnancy, but hopefully we'll have them back on and we can talk a little bit about that. Hope you enjoyed this conversation with Christian and I and the LeBrant family. excited for another chat on behind the screens this is going to be so much fun uh, today I don't know if you already saw on my Instagram or maybe you saw it promoted on Facebook but we are getting to talk to two incredible people um, Cole and Savannah but before we welcome them on the show I actually have another guest joining me my husband Christian Huff bum, 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 bum. What, what was that? That was like the most epic drum roll you could have gotten. It almost was. Um, it actually was. Okay, so Christian's joining us, and I just saw that the LeBrant family has now joined us. Welcome, guys. I'm so excited to talk. Woo! Hello. This is Cole. I'm with my wife, Savannah. I'm Savannah. I'm Cole. <laughs> y'all are awesome and i'm so stoked to talk to y'all so we've actually met but we met like kind of randomly like outside of church one day i remember yeah and we yeah. kind of like chatted throughout the years of seeing y'all at passion but we never really had to like have we've never gotten to have like a full-on conversation so i'm stoked i know we're excited yeah yeah likewise i know i've been uh we just talked like off screen and christian and i have become like dm buddies where we DM each other a lot. <laughs> we, have, we haven't actually yeah, had like a we, real conversation. Yeah, I don't think I ever have like one steady like person that I DM with and you've become that person. So cool, thank thank, you. I'm thank I'm thankful that you haven't just left me on red yet. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. It's coming. Thanks for being a good friend to my husband, Cole. That's really sweet. Um, yeah. Yeah, good job, honey. Thanks. <laughs> well, for the people who maybe don't know you, which I'm sure most of them do, but if you don't know Cole and Savannah, kind of give us a little screenshot of what y'all's life is all about. Mm, man. Do you want to take it? No, you take it. You want me to take it? Yeah. Okay. Um, so essentially how I would describe ourselves if someone didn't know us, it's funny because like people will ask us like what we do for work and the best way that I explain it is like I, I, I tell people that we like run a social media business um <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> just, just so it sounds a little more professional than YouTubers, youtubers you know for YouTubers. Um, especially for like somebody that's older but i'm assuming that we have more younger listeners who will know what youtuber so we did do the youtube thing um we've been doing social media since we met essentially um we didn't expect it to go anywhere but we started dating and um started just uploading some some content and yeah, we, started, we started just like making videos just to look back on because we were doing long distance mm -hmm. and we thought it'd be fun just to have videos to look back on and then it just kind of happened we got married had some kids and it's turned into a family thing so i guess the best way to think of it is like any kind of family tv show that you would see on tv but that's just it's on the internet yeah yes i love it i love y'all's little intro and everything it really does feel like you're watching a reality tv show but it's like y'all's sweet family and it's so good mm. so yeah you can say you're youtubers and it's epic <laughs> because y'all do a great job 
Um, and y'all make the cutest dance videos and your family is just so much fun to follow. I've been watching y'all's videos for a long time, actually. Like I remember when y'all were dating and y'all did like 10 kisses or something and oh, I thought it was like hilarious. I know, no, <laughs> I go way back with y'all. I really yeah. I love uh, it. That's so fun. So I actually don't know the story of how y'all met. So how, how did y'all meet? Mm. Ooh, should I tell this one? Yeah, you know. So at first he sent me a DM. Um, and isn't that how everybody meets nowadays? Yeah, he sent yeah, me a DM. Yeah, the same for us. Yeah. Musically, but this was back when it was Musically Days, not TikTok. So it's funny. Wow. Well, he sent me a DM on Musically. He's like, hey, do you want to share each other's videos? Vine just died. So I need to reference. I was Vine. <laughs> Vine died. I was trying to he collaborate. He's trying to get onto a new platform. So he DM me. Strictly business. Strictly business. Strictly business. <laughs> but I responded saying like, hey, of course, totally, you're hilarious. I like went and watched all of his videos and thought he was like the funniest guy. Me and my sister, I remember just sat there for like an hour and a half watching how funny he was. And then <laughs> so I sent him a message saying, of course, totally, let's do it. But he never responded back. And he said that he did, didn't even know how to check his messages. So he never even saw that I responded. Like he had no idea how to work the app. I knew how to send messages. But I, I sent him a message with my number saying like, hey, yeah, here's my number. Um, send me a video you want me to post and I'll send you one that you could post. But then awesome. that never happened. So I knew of him from that moment. We met each other at the Grove randomly. I saw him just walking by. Oh, and a reference. Wow. I was living in Alabama going to college. She was living in yeah. California. So we really should have never met yeah. as far as. So, but he, wow. was on a trip. he was on a trip for the summer, walking at the Grove. I saw him at the corner of my eye. I know he saw me because we like glanced at each other for a second. But then I turned around because Everly was running off and I had to go grab her. And um, when I look back, he was gone. So I was like, dang it, I wish I would have said hi. But my sister was actually about to head out. So I said, if you run into Cole on your way out, send him over, like tell him to come say hi. So she happened to, which is funny. I guess she was walking right at, past Barnes and Noble as you were walking out, right? Mm -hmm. Well, and sent him over. And then from there, it was just history. History. That's so awesome. Yeah. yeah. The Grove's actually like a big place too. So I it's know, pretty it's random crazy. to run into. For those who don't know what the Grove is, it's like in West Hollywood-ish area. And like, mm -hmm. it's an outdoor, basically like lots of stores, lots of restaurants. Yeah. And so that would be a very random per place to like meet the love of well, your life. That's and I live like two hours away from it. So like, I'm never over there. And so wow. I was there at the same time he was. It's just crazy. Total, totally a God thing. Mm -hmm. But That is but, a yeah. God thing. Right yeah. place mm -hmm. at the right time. Yeah, that's awesome. I always say that to people when people are like, oh, I'm looking for a relationship. I'm like, you know, I really don't even know that if we like, if we look, we could find it. It's almost like you just have to trust God and like be available and be willing. And like all of a sudden you look up and the person's right in front of you because yeah. like you wouldn't look in the place that God normally shows it to you. You know, like if you were looking, you might not be like at the Grove that day at Barnes and Noble or whatever it is, like with your daughter, you know, you, yeah. you would think like looking would be more like dating apps or going to like the single church group or whatever. But it's really in those random moments that God, you know, just kind of puts you at the right place at the right time. It's like trusting him for that. So that is um, really, really cool. So I'll have to say, like, dating back to whenever I was in high school, there was kind of like this question that everybody asked, and it was like, who are you a bigger fan of, Justin Bieber or One Direction, right? It was like this, who's, <laughs> who's your fan? But whenever I was in high school, Dim White Boys was thrown into the mix. It was oh, like, God. are you Justin Bieber? Are you One Direction? Are you Dim White Boys? Let's go. And so, Let's go. Uh, wow, you made it. I know. I'm assuming you really said, said them white boys. 
Oh, every every time, every time. No. Yeah. Uh, but that's you funny. I, I wasn't even a Dem White Boys fan. Oh. Okay, that's what I was gonna ask. Did you know about no. Dem White Boys? No, I, I had no idea. Boys. I've never seen them. I, I didn't even have a Vine, so I had no idea. I know it's gonna come out one day. That, like I find all these like old signs, like posters and hats, and I yeah. see just those like I was a super just Secretly, the number one fan. <laughs> yeah, one day you'll find it all. No, that's hilarious. Christian said he was also a Dem White Boys fan. Cole. That's oh, so man. funny. Go. <laughs> so y'all go way back. Well, that is hilarious. So you didn't know anything about them. So did no. you just happen to you just happened to see him on was it musically you said? Yeah, I just saw him on musically and that's that's it. I just saw his videos and thought they just kind of lived on there and he was just a new guy trying to put videos on musically <laughs> and I was just like, sure, you're hilarious. Let's get you some followers. <laughs> that is so awesome. Oh my gosh, I love it. So one thing that I love about your family is that y'all all are really good dancers but more than that like you just have a lot of fun together um and you create space to have fun like i saw um your video even with you y'all like saying it was a years ago but y'all saying like yes to everything that everly really asked for a day and then vice versa and like you it was so hilarious because you're in target and you're just like being so silly and laughing at yourself and all that stuff so i know that's like a really big thing about your family what do you think like the importance is of having fun and like how do y'all carve time out to like make sure that you're doing stuff fun as a family is that something that you feel like y'all really value or does it just kind of happen 100 percent, i value that more than anything so i i feel like i am like our big schedule person <laughs> and so i'm always trying to like figure out like for me a big thing is like always giving our kids one-on-one -on -one time too like getting the family time but like making sure we have a posy date day or a Everly date night or, you know, even just like taking Zealand with me just to the park by ourselves. Like it's something as simple as like it can even be just going to ice cream for 10 minutes. But I feel like getting those special like one on one times with the kids, especially now that we're starting to have so many is like so mm -hmm. important. Too. <laughs> that's awesome. But, but yeah, I, we value value. We value family time more than anything. So that's that's awesome for us. Spring is a great time to start something new, right? So whether it's cleaning or a new hobby or a new audiobook, a good story is always a great way to start a new journey and Audible has all that you need. I come from a family of great storytellers, so I know Audible is the home of storytelling, which is where I want to be. Audible lets you enjoy all your favorite audio entertainment together in one app. There's always something new to discover or you can rediscover some of your old favorites. Audible has an incredible selection of audiobooks from every genre like bestseller, new releases, memoirs, mysteries, and thrillers, business, and more. It is the destination for mind-blowing entertainment with selections of mystery and thrillers that will keep your heart racing. And with next listen recommendations, there's always something irresistible at your fingertips. Plus, members get full access to a huge and growing selection of included audiobooks and audible originals and even podcasts like, well, that's good. So you can download them or stream them anytime, anywhere. Audible members can also pick one title each month to keep from the entire catalog, which is some serious benefits, y'all. The newly included selection of titles makes your Audible membership even more valuable and gives you the chance to discover your next favorite thing. With thousands of titles available, you're definitely going to find something that you love all in one convenient app. So I know some of you are into, you know, 
thrillers, crime, mystery. And I got to be honest, that's not really been my thing. So I told Bella, okay, Bella, tell me what I could like listen to that wouldn't scare me, but I would like be into it. And she told me about this title called The Last Thing He Told Me by Laura Dave. And so I started it and John Luke loved it too. And so I'm just now on the cusp of it. And y'all, let me tell you, it is very entertaining. You do want to listen to see what happened next. So if y'all are into that, Audible is a great place to find those too. New members can try Audible now for free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash Woe or just text Woe to 500 500. That's audible, A U D I B L E dot com slash Woe or text Woe to 500 500 to try Audible for free for 30 days. Y'all, I love summertime. It is my favorite season and I'm so excited to jump back in. We are approaching the best time of the year. But no matter what your summer looks like, KiwiCo invites kids and kids at heart to enjoy their first summer adventure series. Kids can receive six hands-on science and art project kits over six weeks, no matter what their age is, with enriching activities that accompany each project. KiwiCo has something for everyone with different topics for each age from space to dinosaurs and so much more. I am so excited about the summer series. We actually are getting this little driver that I know Haven is going to love because it's a little steering wheel and she loves anything active and also a little like neighborhood fun one where they have a water paint thing, which is so good because it's not going to make a mess and Honey is so into painting right now. And painting with a three-year-old, yeah, that's just hard. So I'm excited for the no mess. KiwiCo offers kids a chance to get outside and explore screen-free with projects like the Bottle Rocket Kit from the Summer Adventure Series. They can turn the outdoors into a playground of learning and fun. Every Summer Adventure Series with KiwiCo is a personalized experience that includes real engineering, science, and art projects. And you'll be impressed with how high quality all the materials are. Everything we've gotten from KiwiCo has been absolutely amazing and such high quality. I know sometimes it can be hard to find creative, engaging ways to keep your kids away from the screens and just having fun, but KiwiCo does the legwork for you so you can focus on spending fun and quality time tackling projects together. The KiwiCo Summer Adventure Series is personalized to your family and can be received all at once or weekly for six weeks, depending on your schedule. If you like it all at once, that's great, or space it out a little bit. Build the best summer ever with KiwiCo. Get 20% off your your summer adventure series at kiwico.com slash Sadie Rob summer. That's 20% off your summer adventure at kiwico, K-I-W-I-C-O.com slash Sadie Rob summer. You can definitely see that and it shows. It's funny that you said y'all, you know, are having so many because I saw y'all post on Instagram and you were like, you know, how many kids do we have, comment, whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, do y'all really want to have 12 kids or is it a joke? <laughs> or, or is that really what we're shooting for here? So so let's go ahead and ask this question. Do y'all actually want 12 kids? Or are y'all like, what, whatever happens? I, I, I would probably cap out at like eight or nine. <laughs> Whenever I met Savannah, she always told me that her favorite movie growing up was Cheaper by the Dozen. And that, that's like always what she wanted. And I thought she was like joking. You know, I'm just like, ah, yeah, I like that movie too. Cool, let's get married. And then we get married. She's like, no, I actually think that would be awesome. I'm like, oh. You're like, yeah, oh. like, yeah, like, I don't know. Maybe like Cheaper by like the, the Quarter Dozen is my alley. But... <laughs> She does want a lot. would be good with four max, max five. I, I, now to to clarify, I'm one of six kids. I love big families. I mean, we go back to Florida for Thanksgiving and 
we're around all 70 of my relatives and we love it. I love it. I want yeah. a big family. But Savannah just wants a really, really, really big family. And I'm like, huh. I don't know, so, I'm 25 years old and <laughs> she wants a fourth kid. <laughs> That's awesome. So Savannah, did you grow up in a big family as well? No. Or was it the Cheaper by the Dozen movie that, that did it for you? No, it honestly was the Cheaper by the Dozen movie that did it too. for me, I swear. What's the other movie where like, that the was two couples uh, join? Oh yeah, I don't, oh, I don't know what that one's called, but that uh, one's good too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've always I've always loved all the movies that have five million kids in them. I'm just a big baby lover. Like, yeah. if there's a baby near me, I am holding it or talking to it or <laughs> I'm like so baby obsessed. But that's I feel like awesome. we'll have I feel like we'll have six. That's, that's awesome. Hey, that's a great I number. Know. We have six <laughs> in our family actually. Yeah. Three biological, three adopted, and yeah. it's a whole lot of fun. It's it's funny because it's like never quiet at our house. There's you know six yeah, kids. I love and, that. And it's so fun, I know. And Christian's family, he has, it's one him brother. and his brother. It's a smaller family. And it was so funny, like, the first time we went out to dinner, it was, like, table for, like, four or whatever, five. Uh -huh. And I was like, this is so different. This is, but it's so sweet. And honestly, him and his brother have big enough crazy personalities that it feels like a big family. So, really, it's yeah. like whatever you have, you love, you know. Yeah. And yeah. it ends up being fun no matter what. But we did love growing up with six kids. And I saw somewhere that y'all – talk about adopting in the future too right yes we definitely want to adopt so mm -hmm. that's awesome that's so cool well one thing i saw um was i watched your wedding video just before preparing for this and just some of the different <laughs> videos i did and i mean it's so beautiful and it has like 50 million views or something on youtube and for a reason like y'all's love story is just absolutely beautiful and you can just see your love um on display so evidently but also like your love for jesus that's so evident um and so i kind of wanted to give us some space here and y'all can take as much time as you want but i would love to hear how like both of you came to know jesus for your own self and like how your faith has really impacted your life yeah yeah, yeah. that's so good you want me to start yeah you can start so i grew up um in alabama so i know you guys are in louisiana so i'm sure it's similar culture and, and values and stuff and i and I, I grew up going to a uh, Southern Baptist Church. It was, I grew up, you know, quote unquote, religious and knowing God and memorizing scripture at VBS and Sunday school and all that kind of stuff. But I definitely didn't like, you know, I was going to love God, but I definitely didn't have like any kind of a relationship with God. It was more of like a do's and don'ts kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, wait until marriage, don't drink till you're 21. But, yeah. you know, the Holy Spirit wasn't really even mentioned and talked about. So I will say once I kind of hit my high school years where, a lot of my friends started, you know, doing stuff that I just wasn't comfortable with. I, I went mm -hmm. through this phase where I was like that judgmental Christian where yeah. I was like, oh, they, you know, they're dilly-dallying or they're, you know, hooking up with so-and-so or, or they're drinking. I'm like, oh, I'm not doing that because the Bible says not to. But I definitely wasn't like leading people to Jesus. If anything, I was, you know, leading people away from Jesus. Yeah. And then I probably had, you know, I, I was there like middle school, early high school. And then I just had this like big come to Jesus moment where I was just like, shoot, like, I'm not like, I don't even really know this guy, Jesus, you know, I'm just like following all these commands and et cetera. And I'm not saying that, like, it's bad to, you know, I, I think sometimes you just kind of have to almost get locked into like a mindset of, okay, yeah, I, I am going to try and whatever your, you know, Jesus thing is, you know, wait till marriage and not drink till 21. And cause there's hard seasons where you got to buckle down. But, um, I really came to know Jesus probably more so in college, like right before I met Savannah. 
was whenever I actually just like fell in love with Jesus and had like become content and who I was, you know, just me with Jesus. And, um, and so probably right before high school, I, it's funny cause I don't have like a specific day. I feel like so many people have like a day or a date or a specific moment, but because I like grew up knowing God and I got baptized probably like two or three times. Um, mm -hmm. I was like, maybe this is like the time that I truly am going to follow him kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't have like a specific day, but I feel like in college, just whenever I, I had like that slowly as I walked, our pastor talks a lot about like people, you know, miracles happening and healings happening and how the Bible talks about two ways that miracles and healings happening and some are instantaneous. Um, you know, you see instantaneous miracles and then others yeah. are as they went. And I feel like my, yeah. not, not necessarily that, that my salvation was like a process because obviously, you know, once you're saved, you're always saved. But I feel like yeah. my, my coming relationship, to like, yeah, as I walk kind of thing. That's yeah. so cool. That's actually similar to Christian, like how you kind of really got to know Jesus in college, which I think is so cool. Yeah, I mean, I grew up really just like that. I mean, going to VBS and Sunday school and, you know, memorizing the scriptures. And then, um, yeah, I kind of transitioned from the judgmental Christian to the, um, you know, I might try out some of the worldly things quasi-Christian, I guess you could say that I thought I might have been. Um, but I mean, yeah, my relationship with Jesus didn't get serious till I got to college. Um, they never really had a relationship. It was just kind of like you said, just the do's and the don'ts. Um, but for me, it was it, it was gradual within the standpoint of like, you know, I went to a, a Christian youth camp in, in high school, my senior year, and I kind of started kind of winning off some of the worldly things that I become pretty attached to. But then when I got to college, it was a pretty instantaneous moment where I just really felt um, just the Holy Spirit just convict me in a way that I'd never felt convicted before. And repentance became a real thing. And um, I just truly started following Jesus from that. But I really grew up, like you said, I mean, just memorizing scripture, doing the do's and the don'ts. And, um, you know, it's it's easy to, to get... Um, you know, it's really, it's, it's easy to get hooked on that. But then once you realize that there's no relationship with that, then you kind of want to want to figure out a different way to go about it. Yeah, because relationship mm -hmm. is like, you know, that that's whenever you experience like all the goodness that, you know, God has for you. And so it's really cool that y'all both said that because I feel like a lot of people think like college is like your years to like go do all the things that you always want to do and go crazy and go wild and most people like do but actually like that can also be a really pivotal time in your life where you can come to develop a deeper relationship with Jesus what when you're on your own when you're making your own decisions and start your life on a new trajectory and so I just think that's always encouraging to hear when people say it was around college because I think people count themselves out at the college age and I'm like no like this is such a huge time like don't don't waste it you know don't mm -hmm. don't sleep on it like actually wake up and see what god has so that that's awesome so you know what's what's your story yeah um i would say i i mean i've always i always grew up going to church as a kid i the pastor of our church was like my one of my dad's best friends so we always grew up religious and um but then I feel like I kind of got lost like in high school and the very beginning of college just I feel like honestly it was just kind of like toxic relationships that I was in that kind of yeah. drew me away from Jesus um and obviously I still always believed in him and I would go to church 
sometimes, but I, I was never really like, I never really had a solid relationship with him, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel like there was just so many things that kept happening that just made me like, then I got pregnant with Everly. And then I felt like I, like, there's no way of forgiveness for that, but obviously there is. And, yeah. um, I just felt bad even going to church, being pregnant and 19 years old and not married wow. and just beaten down just from bad relationships, honestly, just in general. And so, yeah. um, also around that time, my parents got divorced. So I feel like there's just a lot going on in my life and I just kind of felt bleh. Um, yeah. and then, um, right around when I met Cole and, people get this confused sometimes by me saying like Cole saved me, but that's not the case whatsoever. I feel like Jesus can bring someone into your life to help you realize, um, yes. faith, you know, totally. and so when Cole came into my life, I feel like he gave me a whole new perspective on like how I should be treated. And just even as my friend, like just when we were friends in the beginning, just like making me realize what my worth was and that, wow. you know, and so I feel like I kind of got a whole new understanding of like, just guys who love Jesus so much. And I thought how cool, it, how amazing it was. Um, yeah. And it was when we went to this passion conference where I feel like I really like rededicated my life to Jesus was at a passion conference. And Sadie, I feel, I feel like you might've spoke at it actually. I think I did. Cause I remember seeing that y'all were there. Yeah. And uh -huh. um, I feel like it was in that, in that, in one of those, um, who is what's what's the girl's name the Don, wife of Don Shuri. yes um when oh, she's she was awesome. speaking it was the first time like during worship that I ever like lifted my hands in worship like just, wow. just seeing the girls I was with do it like pushed me to and seeing Cole and his friends do it like it was the first time I lifted my hands and I just like felt the presence of Jesus like so much like never before um wow. and I That's feel like so I was like totally just gave my life over to him in that moment at that conference. Um, and ever wow. since then, like everything changed. Um, the way I see myself, just little things in my life that were going on, like none of it mattered anymore. And I completely just gave my life wow. over to him and it was pretty rad. That is so cool. That <laughs> yeah. is rad. That literally gives me chills. Cause I remember the first time that happened for me, I was like 17 at a conference and, um, I was just before I was speaking or anything, I was just going to the conference and um, I was like kind of seeing everybody raise their hands and I, I had never done that before. And I was yeah. like, I was looking around, I was thinking like, what are they feeling that I'm not feeling, you know? Yeah. And I remember finally, I was just like, okay, God, like, I'm just going to like worship you, like heart abandoned, like not even think about anything else or anyone else or what they would think. And like, finally, when I like shut off the noise, like I truly encountered him and like yeah like, it was not like I was trying to lift my hands it just happened out of a true posture of worship you know and then yeah. like I responded to the altar call and like that was like the moment for me and so that's so cool to hear you say and just for people listening like you know maybe you're not a believer you've never come to know Jesus but maybe you're out there and you're you're lost or you're you're struggling and I just you know encourage you like open your heart because all of us were at that point at one time or another in our life. And like the reason why we were so drawn to Jesus is because like Jesus in himself, he's just love. He's kind. He's joy. He he gives us a hope beyond this world. And so if you're interested in that, I just encourage you to open your heart towards it. Um, so like I said, I was watching your wedding video. And one thing that you said, Savannah, in your wedding video was that like you didn't feel like you could have this opportunity to have a man 
so godly as Cole to love you because you felt like broken, which like breaks my heart to hear. But it's also like, I have felt the same exact way in my life, like felt broken, felt unworthy of love. And then like, I met Christian who's like so kind and so loving. And I'm like, almost don't even know what to do with it. You know, that kind of thing. And like to receive that love is just so overwhelming. And you know, it's the love that Jesus offers us too. So speaking from like your perspective now, being loved by Jesus, being loved by Cole and getting past those broken spots. Like what would you say to girls out there or even guys too, who are in that spot of feeling broken and like, I don't know if there's like redemption for me because I did X, Y, and Z. Like what would you say to them now with the perspective that you have? I think it took me a while to like love myself. I feel Mm -hmm. like I didn't really love myself. And I feel like that partly had to do just like, with people that were in my life that that made me feel that way but um I feel like honestly it it starts there and like the second that I really started to love myself I started to get a deeper connection with Jesus and I started to realize just the important things but I really feel like I feel like there could be so many people in your life that are like that can tell you you shouldn't be doing that or you shouldn't be with that person it's horrible and you know it is you know you're doing it and you know you deserve better but for some reason, until until you truly love yourself, you can't get yourself out of the situation. So, preach. That uh, is so true. I remember I was going through this time where like I was kind of you know feeling broken and kind of feeling lost, and it was after like I went through this breakup of like a really toxic relationship. And I remember um, I was going through kind of like counseling, but it was really just with a pastor, mm-hmm. and um, she was like you know, talking about how like, hey, like you need to forgive this person in your heart so that you can move forward. And like, I I went through the process of like forgiving him there, that space. And she's like, hey, you need to forgive these people for like what they did in the the process. I went through that. And then lastly, she was like, okay, now like you need to forgive yourself. And that was like the hardest part. And I just sat there and I cried and cried because I was like, that, like, that's the hardest thing. Sometimes it's like the hardest thing to forgive yourself, to love yourself through it. Um, But if you can get to that point, then like you open up the door to be loved by others, to be forgiven by others, to be in relationship with others. And so such a great point. Um, I I actually went through the same. I did like an inner healing. Yes. Yeah. And and that changed everything for me. I mean, I think just, Forget- that was pretty recently too. Yeah, forget forgiving people that that have hurt you is like so big. Like th- that that was huge for me. Just like being able to forgive everybody that's ever that has ever hurt me before and made me feel unworthy. And then also forgiving myself. I was just sobbing the whole time. It was same. Yeah. Wow. It was yeah, it's so intense. And honestly, I avoided it for a while because I was yeah. like. I don't like to cry in front of people. I really don't want to go through this. I really don't want to talk about it all. But it was like the most freeing thing I've ever done. And honestly, like, I feel like I walked out of there and to this day walk with a different confidence than I did before. Yeah. And so that's so cool to hear that you did that too. Um, One thing in your video that stuck out to me that I thought was awesome was that in your sister's talk, she started talking about how like y'all bring out the goofy version of yourselves. And she said, like, especially, like, whenever y'all started dating, because it was your sister, she was like, I saw such a goofy side of her that I hadn't seen in a while. And I think that is, like, one thing that you know it's, like, the right relationship when you bring out, like, the best versions of yourself. And so maybe talk about that for a little bit, about just, like, sides of each other that y'all have seen kind of, like, 
blossom as you've been in a relationship? Because I know Christian and I could say some similar things, like things that like we lost, like from our childhood self, now are like coming back just out of like the love we have for one another. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You want to start or you want me to go? You can go. I feel like, I feel like you've kind of just always been goofy. <laughs> yeah, right? our, ours will be different in the sense that like like maybe you I, bring out a different side yeah, yeah yeah absolutely where like i i didn't grow up with like the same growing up pains that savannah did as far as like i explained in my coming to know jesus i i was fortunate to not make certain you know super bad quote-unquote decisions that maybe left me super hurt or like that i took away my goofy side so i was always like really goofy but with my growing up maybe i just helped you like loosen up a little bit yeah yeah that, that, that's all i was gonna get at, is like, yeah. like loosen up and like not be like so uptight about certain things yeah. or, like you know realize what truly is like so important and i mean she's helped me mature because we literally met i met her at 19 so i was literally still a kid i mean i'm, I'm 25 still am to some extent but mm-hmm. wow uh, she she literally just like helped me like i feel turn into a man uh retrospect where I was just total goofball. And I feel like he brought me back down to where we kind of met in the middle self. where uh-huh. she needed some more goofball and yeah. I needed a little less. And, <laughs> and we kind of met in the middle that way. That's awesome. We, we kind of did too in similar ways. Like I'm kind of like more, so I'm like very extroverted, like more like to be around people all the time. And Christian's like very introverted and more quiet. And we kind of like made the perfect balance because now he goes out and like likes to hang out with people and everything. And I am like now kind of like, can we just actually chill at the house tonight? Like, it's and I'm very, I'm very extroverted at, at home though. You are like you're crazy at home. Which I'm I don't like, know if, if I can say I'm I extroverted crash. at home, but I'm more, I'm more, I'm more outgoing when it's fewer people. It's funny, like people will see our like some videos I post and be like like people that know us like Christian's like so quiet like but he seems so funny I'm like no he's like the funniest goofiest person I've ever met just at home like just not <laughs> not like in front of everybody and he stays for you yeah he yes. stays for you exactly I always tell her she should feel super special I do I feel the most <laughs> special I love it um and then I like crash at home so we're <laughs> we're obviously yeah. we bring yeah. each other up um love okay it. so one thing is Christian and I just started vlogging, which we had not done before. We do all kinds of other social media, but we hadn't done vlogs. And um, it's been fun. And mainly the reason why we started it is just because we really want to document Honey's life and be able to have that to like look back on. And we felt like we share a lot of like work stuff and ministry stuff we do, which is great. But we also want to share like more of our life and our heart and stuff like that. Um, and y'all have like set the best example for that. Like y'all's vlog is so great. And it's y'all have always stay true to who you are and you've loved your family so well through it all. And so I kind of just wanted to take some time to just get some advice from y'all. So um, I know a lot of people are listening to this, but maybe there's other people out there who are wanting to start vlogging or start a podcast or write a book or put something out there that might seem kind of vulnerable. Um, what's your best piece of advice for starting something like that? Yeah, I mean, mine would be, you know, find why you're doing it. You got to find that, that why. I mean, and it sounds like you guys and with us, it was the exact same thing. We, we wanted these memories of us dating. Like, I knew she was the one right away. So um, once we started our channel, I just thought this would be so much fun to look back on our dating relationship. And 20 years, never old. And, um, you know, e- cool. even back then, not too many people were making near as much money or didn't even know how much money could be made from it nowadays. 
And, and I'm not saying that it's even bad for people to go into YouTube as a money or side hustle or, or whatever it is, because it's, you know, it, it's there. So I'm not saying that's bad. But I think, you know, realizing, are you trying to do it for the family memory aspect or are you trying to do it for the business aspect? And then whatever your why is will help determine the approach. So totally. obviously if you're, you know, trying to be the biggest YouTuber and get the most subscribers and the most money, then you gotta, you gotta grind and you gotta hustle and you gotta, you know, treat it like an actual business. If yeah, you, know, you do it for I, memories, then I, it's just- I feel like most of the time, if you're trying to do it in that way, it's not really gonna come off genuine and people generally it's won't so true. watch it because I feel like they'll sense that, you know? I think it all depends also on like the content that you're making. Obviously, yeah. if it's family oriented, then yeah, you, got, you gotta be more cautious with that mm -hmm. approach. But if you're just like a single, like I just met up with true. some guys yesterday who are a bunch of single early 20s and it's like, obviously, they have all the right and all the room just yeah. to grind and work as hard as they can to try and be, yeah. you know, as best as they can, as you would, as, as any athlete would or anything else. So yeah, um, yeah. yeah f finding that why and, and staying true to it. And I mean, we've made, you just got to kind of know what comes with it and yeah. that the social media is a mean place and mm -hmm. uh, just the world, <laughs> we live in a mean world, probably meaner than ever right now. And once you start putting stuff out there, you know, something that we weren't prepared for was we were just making fun family stuff, you know, for the most part, seemingly innocent. And um, I think you obviously you make mistakes along the way yeah. that, that you post. and You don't realize how much it's like, oh, I made a mistake. And then you, the whole world sees that mistake, especially yeah. if it's family oriented. And it's like, oh, now now they want you dead because of that mistake, uh -huh. you know. And yeah. so wow. I, I would just advise people, like, especially now more than ever, just like be like, super cautious with what you upload, something that I, we're trying to, to be better at because we have made our fair share of mistakes. It's like, okay, let's not get so focused on the grind of making content or, or whatever it is that we forget, um, you know, the quality or, or just even who yeah, we are. And, important things. Yeah, so. That's good. What are some things to y'all that are like special to your family that maybe you don't share on, you know, your vlog? Do y'all have, or you don't have to share those things, but do y'all have things that are kind of like, this is like our time, no cameras, no, do I have like boundaries in that? Or have you all gotten kind of to the point where it's like, you you know, it, it, it's fine if the cameras are there. Because I feel like with Doug Dynasty, like there's cameras in our house all the time, but then we knew when there wasn't going to be, you know, which is kind of nice. But then also we we're so used to it that it didn't really matter, you know, if they were like, we were still the same people that we were with them or without, you know? So what does that kind of look like for y'all? Yeah, I think, I think it's for for us, I honestly feel like there's never really cameras. Like that's you know, I, it's like once a week for a few hours there'll be a now. camera. Now, but we, we we've personally slowed it down a lot just being in the space that we are now with reevaluating what's really important, reevaluate reevaluating our why, what we yeah. want to do. Yeah, and, that's and awesome. so even even when we were doing like twice a week though, there there would be like two days a week where there was like for sure we were gonna film something mm -hmm. and it was like a few hours of that day. Like it was- That's awesome. We knew well, every think, Monday and Friday we were gonna do that, you know? I think that's such a good point though that you bring up is like slowing down and like asking yourself the why. I actually yeah. just did a devotional with some girls the other day and I was talking about how last week, so I just joined Christian's mom's tennis league, which is hilarious. And it's like all of these like sweet moms playing tennis and um, they're all older, you know, because it's like more middle-aged women, moms playing tennis. And I joined the league. It's been, a, it was a blast, but it was kind of funny. So I go out and 
everyone's telling me like, oh, Sadie, like you're playing the best girl in the league. You're playing Kim. And it was like this big thing that I'm playing Kim. <laughs> so I'm thinking like, okay, like how good can Kim be? Like, okay, like I'm in my 20s. I play tennis. This, this is going to be fine. <laughs> I, see, I see Kim and her, and her partner. I'm thinking I got this. Y'all, they like destroyed me. They had me. Got I got whooped. Okay, like, and the funny thing is, Kim didn't even break a sweat, and I'm over there like sweating. And I can't breathe. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is bad. So I look at my partner at one point in the match because it was doubles, and I just told her I was like, hey, like we got to slow the game down. Like, first of all, I can't breathe. Second of all, like they're gaining so much momentum on us, and like you know how whenever somebody starts doing good in something, and it's like they're just like you can't stop them. I mean, they're just on a roll. It was kind of like that. And I was like, maybe if we slow it down, we can like fix the problem. So we slowed it down. She like, I like she needed to tie her shoe. She fixed her shoe. I stretched it out a little bit and we got back to play them. Well, we still didn't win, but it did just help us like reposition. And I was like, and it's the same way in life sometimes where it's like, there will be moments where you just need to slow the game down a little bit, you know, like, yeah, maybe something's catching momentum and it's not a good thing. Or maybe, you know, you're getting tired, you're getting worn out. You're having a little bit of a struggle to breathe. Well, like it's okay to take a second and get things in place to be able to do, be the best version of yourself and continue on. And, you know, y'all seem to be doing that in certain things and saying like, Hey, like, let's, let's slow the game down a bit. Like let's restructure some things and re ask ourselves why get our position and our footing right again and then you're moving forward in the best way and i think you know in the culture we live in life goes 100 miles per hour and everyone's running and full speed ahead and it's like man if i stop then how am i going to catch up and it's like just remember like you're running your own race and you know we always say be like a race horse put your blinders on run your race not the person's beside you and be okay with taking some time to get your footing so i think that's such good advice in and of itself that y'all take that time to do that um well we're gonna start wrapping up soon but before i do cole we have to ask you about your spider bite because yeah that was epic like Christian said um, he's been your DM buddy we've been talking about that spider bite because <laughs> I feel like that's like everyone's like low-key fear that they would like get bit by a spider and well, that I feel was like it's gnarly your fear and dream like dream and like <laughs> a weird spider-man dream. yeah because like because you think like am I going to develop some kind of like cool superpower yes I've I and like, say, about that. there are side effects positive side effects that have come from the spider bite so is there really Oh yeah, yeah. the The rumors are true. They, they I think Spider Man is actually based off of a true story. Um, after my fight, <laughs> but no. I, oh my gosh. Yeah, essentially, if people don't know, I was in Florida, um, and, and as you guys saw, I, I was kind of sharing it over my Instagram story because it was just insane to me. But I was staying in my, in my friend's back house, and there were some cobwebs in the corner, and we were joking about some of the spiders that we saw. Like it was me and like four other buddies staying in this back little back house that he my friend built himself and we saw the spiders didn't think much of it um we slept the first couple days fine and then the final day i wake up to fly home early in the morning and i feel something on my face and uh i look in the mirror and i see like two little bumps and like a like just like sights slight swelling and i'm thinking like there's no way like you know there's no way i got bit and and other than that like it's hurting but i, I don't feel too bad and I, I get on the plane and this thing's just like growing pretty fast where I, i'm thinking is it just like a zit, whatever else? Like I, I, I took picture documentation and it's slowly growing. And by the time I get home, which is like a four hour flight, Savannah like really notices this thing on my face. And it's not just like a bump, like rotting my skin away where 
it's like scabbing really bad. Oh my god! The skin is like rotting away, but the bump hasn't hadn't gotten too big. And I I kind of told like yeah, I'm pretty positive I got bit by a spider. And um, essentially within like two three days, this thing was like literally the size of my ear, right under my ear. And <laughs> oh, like, oh my god! It wasn't god. just a bump. It was like mainly scabby and like so very bad. like lots of pus coming out of it. And, yeah. And 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 I thought that like maybe this spider bite had now gotten infected because it wasn't just like. And then little baby spiders started coming out of his face. Uh, it laid eggs in my face. The Wait, no. Egg. Yes. So, <laughs> no. Just kidding. We're just kidding. No, but. Oh, okay. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> no, it was. But that that didn't happen cool. for everything else up to now, too. But luckily, I have a wife who made me go in because if it wasn't for Savannah, I probably just would have, like. Which is so. Which is I, so I would have tried popping it, and they tell you don't pop it. For any of our kids, he's the first one to be like, oh no. Oh, she has something on her finger. Let's take her in. But yeah. <laughs> for him, he's like, no way am I going in. I'm like, this thing is huge. You have. Dude. Yeah. I saw you post that and I was like, I wish I was like that, where I was like, oh, I'm not gonna go in. I would be like, I would have like landed and gone straight to the like ER or something dramatic. <laughs> well, well, like, you, you look it up and no, I, I guess nobody's died of a black widow bite in the US in like 10 years. So whenever I looked that up, I was like, okay, either I'm making history or I'm surviving. <laughs> yeah. so. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm so I glad that survived. you survived. I survived it, yeah. I'm not you were a survive. survivor and maybe the next Spider-Man. And so... Wait, so yeah, what are, what are some of the positive side effects? Because I'm actually kind of like interested. Christian? Yeah. Well, now he can fly. Yeah, it, it's weird. Yeah, I, wow. web, I, I can just like, I can hover like two inches <laughs> off the ground. That's it though. I can't fly high. You, you can crawl up walls. Yeah. It's a slight hover. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Oh, you guys are so awesome. Honestly, um... Uh, we really do look up to y'all in a lot of ways and just think your family's awesome. I, um, my family, you know, has done a lot in TV and TV is, you know, um, kind of crazy sometimes and there's a lot out there. And so we're always thankful for anybody just putting out such a positive light and y'all do that beautifully. So thank you for pressing past some of the mean things that people have done and probably you know, from our experiences, scary things people have done and, you know, just trusting God with your life and the things that y'all do because it's awesome and it spreads. And so I know the people who are listening can't talk, but I'm sure each of them would say thank you for just your example and everything as your family. So we love you guys. We are so for the LeBrant family. And thanks for joining me on the audio room. Thank you so well, we much. Love you guys we likewise. love you guys. Thank you for having us. This was awesome. They're so awesome. Such a good example to me and I hope for you too. Hope you enjoyed this podcast and I will talk to you next week.